Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to kick off the second half of the show is award-winning author Mark Graham. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. I was really intrigued by your latest project. Tell me about how this came about. Song of Songs, a novel of the Queen of Sheba. Right, yeah. So, you know, I, like most people, I've known about this story for, you know, since I was a kid, many, many moons ago. Um, I never gave it much thought. And then uh, several years, well, mid-90s, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, I joined Freemasonry, and their fundamental myth surrounds the building of uh, King Solomon's Temple. And as I was getting into the lore and, and researching uh, the fraternity a bit more, I came across a legend that, you know, we all know of the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon, but I came across this legend that suggested a, uh, a possible love triangle between Solomon, the Queen of Sheba, and the builder of the temple. And that gave me a good, um, a good source for some conflict. And so I just began mulling over that and, um, Fast forward uh, many years later, and uh, and this book is coming out. Amazing! How, what was the process like writing this book? Was it a long time coming? It was. Um, I did spend about probably six months or so uh, just researching the the history and and uh, archaeology of the area before I put a single word on paper. Um, it's it's challenging. You know, the events take place about 3,000 years ago. Uh, so, obviously, our written records are, are pretty slim. The uh, the biblical story, which is probably the most popular version, wasn't put down on paper for 500 years after the, the fact. Um, and when it was, there was a definite political and religious agenda going on there. So I really had to dig into uh, the archaeology, uh, the epigraphy, the study of inscriptions, that are really coming to light these days, um, and it gave it gave me a very very different uh, outlook and approach to the the people of the era, what they believed, uh, how they acted, and whatnot. So it was a really eye opening experience for me, but I think it helped me to uh, paint a much more realistic world. Now, have you always been fascinated with story and myth and lore and things like that? I really have. Um, you know, I'm I'm not. Well, I guess I do know where it comes from. My grandfather was a great storyteller, um, either biblical stories uh, or just family stories that, that were handed down, uh, you know, through a great oral tradition. And that that manner of storytelling, I think, is just really powerful. Um, you may never hear the same story twice. I know in my family that's definitely the case. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there's there's a richness to it and, and depth to it, and the story is molded to suit the audience and the circumstances in which it's being told. I think there's a lot of value in that as opposed to just a, a story that is fixed in a specific time and place. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with award-winning author Mark Graham. Mark, give me a sense of your backstory into how you got to where you are now. Sure. Um, well, by day, I am a mechanical engineer, so I, I, I use, uh, make use both sides of my brain quite often, I guess. Uh, I've been telling stories since I was very young. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't remember not being able to read. So reading stories and then creating my own stories has just been a part of my life as long as I can remember. Uh, I wrote some really bad science fiction as a kid. Hopefully <laughs> all those copies have been destroyed. Um, and then but I've been consciously pursuing um, the storytelling art for about 20 years now. Uh, my first novel came out uh, two years ago, Of Ashes and Dust, uh, through Five Star. And um, Song of Songs actually releases tomorrow, so very excited about that. That's great. It's, it's really been an exciting uh, opportunity for growth for me to, as, as I develop this connection with the subconscious and, and with the realm of, of, of creativity, what I like to call the source of story, um, so it's not only been fun just to find these stories, but I found it's been a great uh, personal development and, and growth tool for me as an individual. Isn't, I, I love to write, so my question is, isn't it amazing what writing does to you? I mean, to me, it takes me into this whole, it sounds woo-woo, other dimension, like you get involved yeah. in these characters and the story, and you don't really know where you're going, and it just comes out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's you know, I'm I'm firmly convinced. Like I said, I call it the source of story. I believe that these stories exist independently of the writer or the writer's imagination. Um, and uh, you know, that's I think what has given rise to the notion of the muses over the many many years. Um, and and as storytellers, you know, I think we are today. Uh, we serve a role that the shamans had back in, in tribal societies, that we hold the myth, we go into this other world, this other dimension, have our experiences there, and then bring them back into the ordinary world uh, to put them on paper, to put them on screen, uh, whatever media, so that those folks who are not able to travel, are not able to journey, uh, can, can share in that experience. I couldn't agree more. And the other thing, I feel like we are observers as writers. And I, I remember spending a lot of time, and I still do, in libraries writing. <laughs> and I've met some really interesting people uh, in the library. And I feel like you have this certain sense of um, awareness that you want to bring, maybe have these characters in your writing. Yeah. You know, I, I think as, as we get into... Story, to make a, a compelling and realistic story, we really have to understand human psychology mm-hmm. and how people work and function together and what motivates them. Um, you know, and I, I think those of us who, who have this calling for storytelling, uh, you know, we really, whether through training or just practice, get a true sense of understanding the psyche and, and the unconscious and really understanding what makes people tick. Now, there's a, a foundation. Uh, you're, you're pledging half of the book's proceeds to the Yemen Humanitarian Relief, and you're partnering with, is it uh, Zakat? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Foundation of America. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, your, your listeners may or may not know, Yemen has been involved in a, a civil war for... Um, about five years or so, and uh, historically, we believe that uh, Sheba, the land of Sheba, was located in Saba, in ancient Yemen, Um, so that is my Queen of Sheba's homeland. Um, The UN has described this as the world's worst humanitarian crisis. Some 
8 to 20 million people have been displaced um, wow. uh, without regular food and shelter. Uh, there was, of all things, you know, we heard of all the, the cholera outbreaks during the British Empire days, and they had a massive cholera outbreak in Yemen just a couple of years ago, uh, something that I thought was a thing of the past. Um, so the, the people in this country are just being devastated. Um, I don't want to get into the political or, or religious ramifications of it. Needless to say, many, many people are being harmed. Uh, so I've, um, out of respect and honor of, of Makeda, my Queen of Sheba, um, I have pledged half of, of my proceeds uh, to the to relief, to humanitarian relief. And the Zakat Foundation of America is primarily an Islamic uh, charitable trust. Um, and they have pledged to match my funds. So, in effect, um, the equivalent of every dollar that I receive from this book will go to help out the people of Yemen. That is so meaningful. Yeah, I, it's, you know, and, and that's the thing, as is, is we're talking about, you know, the, the, the story has a life of its own. Um, Makeda, my, my character, has a life of hers. And it, um, yeah, it just felt important to me to honor her. Um, the stories about her caring for her people, um, seeking their, uh, their peace and prosperity. And so this felt like a fitting way to honor that notion. How have you changed as a result of writing this book? Um, you know, I, most of my life I've been, you know, I've been curmudgeon at the, the grand old age of 10 years old, probably. <laughs> um, and in getting into this story, uh, particularly writing from a female point of view, a female perspective, um, it, it really opened my eyes to viewing the world in a different way. Uh, so it's it had a profound change on me, on my outlook, on my respect and admiration for women um, in, in very challenging roles. You know, with the time I'm writing about was right in that transition period between a matriarchal uh, polytheism and the patriarchal monotheism, which has obviously come to dominate the world stage. Uh, so, so getting to look back in time and see, you know, what that different outlook created for for people. There's obviously always been struggle and drama and 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 hardship and conflict, but to see how people of different mindsets, different cultures from my own, uh, would address these obstacles. Um, as opposed to how we would do so today, was just really mind-opening. And what are a few things, because we have to wrap up soon, that you would like people to take away from Akita's story? You know, the, the big thing, I guess, is there have been uh, countless retellings of this story over the years, um, most of them with more of a, a religious or inspirational bent. And this is not that. This is just a, a human story. Um, about people going through very challenging times and how they uh, adapt and address those um, in some ways and some better ways. So I just really would like people to take away that, um, you know, we all face challenges and how we uh, address them, how we see ourselves within those challenges can really dictate the outcome more so than any other factor. Uh, so regardless of the hardships, there's always uh, a strong and positive way out. 
You know, the name of my show, Mark, is Get the Funk Out. Yes. And I always believe that, you know, we go through these painful moments, but we learn a lot by going right through the center, through the pain, not, you know, going around it. I, I completely agree. And both of those, trying to, to go through it or to go around, are exemplified in, in the story um, in a couple of different ways. So, um, yeah, I think we are in, uh, in sync on that. So where can people find out more about you? So you can go to my website, which is Mark, M-A-R-C, dash, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, dot com. Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. Congratulations on your book. We've been speaking with Mark Graham about his book, Song of Songs, a novel of the Queen of Sheba. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of my conversation with Mark Graham, it'll be up on my show blog uh, within an hour after I wrap. But right now, all his info is on there, and the show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. I'm on Twitter at moms underscore rock, and KUCI is on Twitter at KUCIFM. We're on Instagram at KUCIFM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, and we are on Facebook at KUCI889. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.